Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Clubhouse. I'm your host, Tej Butler. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 51st episode of the Clubhouse. But we're going to dedicate this one to the late, great Kobe Bryant after the news of him passing here this past weekend. So this will be episode 8 and episode 24, also known as the Super Bowl special. Um, and before we begin the fun, fortunately, like I was mentioning earlier there, we have some terrible news to report here. Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi, along with eight, under, eight other passengers, have died in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. Kobe will be remembered as the ultimate competitor, the greatest Laker of all time, a friend, and most importantly, as a great father. Kobe Bean Bryant was a living embodiment of focus and dedication, and it seemed like any goal he set his mind to, he would undoubtedly accomplish. He is such an icon in sports and in our lives over the past 20 years. Kobe, you will be missed, my man, and I will never forget sneaking down in the basement in 2008 to watch the Celtics series against you, and then again in 2012. Um, this is one of the saddest episodes we've had to start out with here on the clubhouse, and we have to pour one out here for you. So before we begin, moment of silence here for Kobe Bryant and the rest of the passengers on that helicopter that crashed here this past weekend. Doge, I'm going to pass it off to you because I know you have some thoughts here about Kobe Bryant as well uh, to begin the episode. So just give me your thoughts on uh, Kobe and just what you, you know, when you heard the accident and everything. And, you know, we'll go on from there. Typically, we'd like to warm it up, but uh, we got to we got to take the warm up off here, at least to the beginning and talk about this. So and then we'll kick it to you, Dill. So, Doge, you go first here. Give us your thoughts about uh, Kobe passing and what he meant to you in sports and in general. Absolutely. I mean, I, I heard the news. We were, I was just relaxing on Sunday, playing some video games with my buddies and Ed, friend of the show, guest of the show came on and, uh, said, wait, Kobe Bryant is dead. And we were like, what are you talking about, man? And he said, yeah, TMZ reported it. I was thinking, man, they got hacked. This is fake news. There's no way. Right. Uh, gotta just be someone poking fun at LeBron passing him in his career. And, it just wasn't the case. Um, and then as, as more and more news came out, you know, you find out that not only was, was he on the helicopter, but, you know, then they thought five other five people were on the helicopter with him. Right. It wound up being nine. And then you find out that not only he passed away along with many others, another coach and, and family that was on the helicopter as well, but his 13 year old daughter, Gigi. So just heartbreaking. Um, to have, you know, so so many people, these nine people taken away from us um, way too early in such a tragic way. It, it was just hard to believe and, and still is hard to believe. And when we see, you know, Kobe on TV and they're showing highlights, it seems like he's living on. But in reality, you know, that's that's all we'll ever have is, uh, is the memories now. But uh, his lasting legacy will be something that uh, that won't go unnoticed. Uh, I mean, I was going to talk about him in my warm-up, too. Do you want me to just roll in there? Um, let's go Let's go to Dill first, and then, because I have another story, too. Absolutely. Um, and then we'll we'll go to that. So, Dill, uh, where were you when you heard the, you know, the news and stuff, and what was your initial reaction and, and everything? And I'll, I haven't, didn't really give mine, but I'll give mine after that. But go ahead. Yeah, certainly, Teach. So, when I was uh, able to actually hear the news about Kobe, um, I was on my phone, just kind of glancing at it. Um, I was on the way down to Atlanta, actually, 
And the way I found out was through Twitter on, it says TMZ just reported Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. And I read it out loud to my mom. I was just like, what the hell? Right, like, <laughs> no. I don't know, just like, he just somebody you thought was like immortal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, absolute. Um, yeah. Hero. I heard uh, the news, woke up from a nap, actually, rolled over and saw my phone with all the notifications. And I just was like, this can't be, you know, obviously can't be real. I have to be dreaming, you know, like something's got to be going on here. And then obviously you just keep hearing the news coming out and everybody's talking about it. And uh, just absolutely terrible. So, <clears throat> Um, Doge, we'll kick it to you now here for the warm up. I know you said you got more about Kobe, um, and then we'll go uh, into our show here. But actually, let me tell the people what we got here for the rest of the show before we keep talking about old Kobe. Um, so great show for you guys. Uh, you know, despite all the the sad talk here about Kobe, you know, we just got to honor that the man. Um, <clears throat> first quarter, we're gonna do a little bit more remembering Kobe, a little bit about the Zion debut. Um, we're going to do second quarter, our all-star starter announcements. So like who they picked based on who we picked. And then we're going to give our reserves, which is going to be coming out, uh, Thursday. So the day you guys are listening to this podcast, uh, third quarter, we're going to do Super Bowl 53 predictions and then our prop bets for the Super Bowl. Cause the Super Bowl always has crazy prop bets. And then fourth quarter, we got a couple guests for you guys for our hail Mary hot takes. Um, so just stay tuned for that. Um, but first thing we got to do every show, um, and it only feels appropriate to talk about Mr. Kobe, uh, Doge, warm it up here all the way from Cleveland. What do you got here? Yeah, one thing, I mean, just continuing to honor Kobe is something that will will also live on, although it was, uh, you know, his retirement was short-lived. His legacy off the court is going to be something that, that sticks around. He had uh, all sorts of basketball academies and was just really a class act as well. His His businessman ideology that he carried on from the court of always just having this drive and, and consistently trying to be better than, than he was the day before, you know, um, there's another podcast from Barstool, you know, pardon my take. They were playing an interview from when they interviewed Kobe, uh, before, and they were saying they showed up to the office to set up all their cameras and their crew. And they got there at seven thirty, and Kobe was already in his office with nobody else in the building. Just, already hard at work that day you know he he always took that that hard working mentality that he had his whole life and he moved it on even after his time on the court where you know if any of us had as much money as kobe i i guarantee you i'd probably be on a beach somewhere and not in an office building but he always had that drive uh, and even in 2018 went on to win an oscar for yep. the best animated short for his short deer basketball so uh, a legend on and off the court and something that should be remembered about him was that he wasn't only one of the best Lakers, best basketball players to ever live, but just one of the best, you know, businessmen, most successful talents, you know, anywhere in anything. So incredible guy uh, mm. should be remembered as an absolute legend on, on all accounts. Yeah, dude, an absolute icon, Herculean figure, someone just an absolutely elite human being from top to bottom i i was uh i was listening to that podcast too Doge. i could not get myself to listen to those interviews though i just couldn't listen to a little cope there um but so my story here for my warm-up 
Another great thing about Kobe, I know you mentioned his business acumen and his drive outside of basketball. Just uh, the impact that he had on the world. I was listening to Mike Breen. Uh, he was, you know, he's the Knicks announcer now, giving his remarks about Kobe Bryant, what he meant to the world, and everything. Talked about at the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Mike Breen was on the call. He was getting a taxi. He had his NBA, uh, you know, quarter zip sweatshirt on, whatever, whatever kind of gear it was. You know, maybe it was a polo. And the taxi driver was like, "Oh, NBA, NBA!" Like that's probably the only thing he knew in English how to say NBA, NBA. <laughs> Um, and Mike Breen, of course, was like, oh, yes, I, you know, I'm the NBA. I'm the, one of the announcers. And the taxi driver then said, oh, do you know Kobe Bryant? Like that was, he said that in pretty clear English. And Mike Breen said, oh, yes, I know Kobe Bryant. I've announced this game. I've met him multiple times or whatever, you know. And the taxi driver pulled over his car and like stopped his car. And he just started crying and sobbing for like the next 10 minutes just because he met someone who had met Kobe Bryant. Like that's his like how much impact he had on the world around us and you know in other countries. So uh, he clearly touched many lives in America, but you know you got to think about the rest of the world as well, where he was a huge, huge megastar. Um, I know with the um, Hispanic community, he was a big, uh, you know, big factor there with his daughter uh, who just passed away. He called her Mambasita. You know, he spoke Italian. Um, Another story I was going to tell this later was uh, when he was uh, talking uh, trash to Doncic in Slovenian um, on the sidelines of the Laker game. And Doncic was like, who the heck is speaking my native language here, you know, at this game? And of course, it's Kobe Bryant talking trash to him. So, like, it just goes to show the guy and, like, the, you know, the competitor that he is and just kind of the elite human, like I was saying, that he is. So, um, Dill, I don't know if you've got a lighter note here uh, for a warm up or if you've got something. Um, other than Kobe, but uh, feel free to warm it up here. Um, <clears throat> I think, after, you know, after, after what you guys have said, that's a pretty good summation of, of, you know, Kobe. And at the end of the day, he's just going to be a legendary figure, you know, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, that's that's something, no doubt. And it's just something that is just is so, like... It's crazy. Sudden, it's, you know, it's, it's so terrible. sudden. And obviously, no one saw it coming. Forty-one, man. Yeah, like you know, and it's you know just everything about the whole situation. Dude, like, I heard kept finding out and escalating oh, factors, and so I don't think we need to go into it anymore. I think we're just gonna sure. get into the pod, and I got one more weird, uncanny thing I heard today. I actually yeah. have to say, go for it. Um, hold on, let me do this. Just cut that out. Um, was it Friday night or last? Is either last Friday or last Saturday or something? LeBron took a helicopter to go watch his son when they played in Boston when he was playing in Connecticut. Yeah. And like it's just like a week later, similar thing happens with Kobe. It's just like, geez, man. Like happens to a lot. Of, yeah. I mean, if you're it's, traveling that often in those yeah vehicles, mm-hmm. like it's. Bound to happen, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, Just like, right. I don't, I don't want to say bound to happen, but I mean, like, the numbers right. would say that it's more likely. So do you have a uh, another warm-up, Dill, or did you want to get into the first quarter here? Um, yeah, so real quick, so 
something uh, that I, I was looking forward to actually going this year uh, is Numberfest in Athens, Ohio yeah. at OU. Shouts out to Mitch. So it was known as the best college festival and best college party um, for multiple years. And I believe it ran for 19 years. And it ended up uh, being canceled this year. So it's a little bit disappointing. I looked it up to see what dates it actually was this year. Didn't see anything on Twitter like I normally do from their their Twitter right. account. Because normally you start getting some tweets about right. like, all right, like shirts, sign up for like pre sale, right? Like make sure you get your tickets. Like whether you're going to be camping because they like changed it all sorts of different ways the last couple of years. But I actually went to two of them, so. It was really cool. One year I got to see uh, Wiz Khalifa and uh, oh, wow. and uh, I'm trying to think of Schoolboy Q, Diplo, and a couple other guys. Um, but it, overall, it was it was really cool and just the environment there. I actually did that on a, a Tory uh, ACL one year. So oh, boy, Del. I walked around on a Tory ACL one year. So it was a uh, you know character building moment for that. <clears throat> okay. A lot of drinking. Yeah, definitely. It's probably what kept or, you going. Uh, well, I'm just saying, like in general, like people just oh sure, like yeah. like in Athens because that was my first time going. Sure, so was, like it was just like wow, okay, like this is interesting. And then the next time I went, I knew what to expect, and it was cool. So I've not been to a fest, but so I was hoping to go, but obviously no, no. Yeah, I mean the uh, you know my my point of bringing this up is that for the people you know who have things and events that you like to go to and maybe don't. Uh, have any more you know pour it out and uh you know just to move on to f looking forward to other things as far as maybe march madness going to some other events baseball opening day some playoff basketball games maybe i mean like you know looking forward to things to come that's sure yeah uh, it's the message there wow so. look out speaking of <clears throat> We'll get to it. Well, we got to wait. We got no. Wait. I was gonna say we got a first no. quarter. I was gonna say absolutely something to look forward to right now. Absolutely. First quarter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Moving on here, we're gonna do a brief remembering Kobe, just your quick favorite memory. Then we're gonna talk about Zion's debut here. So, topic number one, Doge. I'll swing it to you first. Give me your favorite Kobe memory. Absolutely. So this is. Two weeks in a row that I can talk about a memory of me watching a great sporting moment uh, for someone, you know, finishing up their career in the living room of one of my favorite places ever, our our house in college, clubhouse. Um, yes, so, sir. You know, last week it was talking about Derek Jeter hitting the walk-off in his last game at Yankee Stadium and all of us just going nuts, uh, me not necessarily being a, a Yankees fan. And for this one, my favorite Kobe memory ever uh, was being in the same place and watching his last game ever uh, for his NBA career where he, uh, in uh, L.A., scored 60 points uh, to finish out with the win, including the, the clincher as well against the Jazz to put them up and watching him just catch fire right at the end of the game. Was Unreal. One of those electric things ever. Uh. And every single, you know, basket after basket after basket, yes. we just got more and more into it. And it was one of the most exciting things to watch. Me not even necessarily being a Lakers fan at the time, just appreciating greatness and, and recognizing it when it's right in front of you, and that was one of those moments. So love that's my favorite memory by far, probably of Kobe's career was was watching him end on such a great note after, you know, capping off such an incredible career. Yeah, I am not 
N-O-T, all caps, not a Laker fan. I love that game. I love that game. Such a great game. Um, <clears throat> great Kobe moment. There's so many good Kobe moments. My favorite, I believe he's injured, um, and he's sitting on the sidelines, or maybe uh, he's just resting. But some fan, I guess, is just giving him the business all game long. you know. And finally, he just turns over to the fan, puts his hand up, and just counts one, two, three, four, five. Nods his head, holds the five up again, and then just turns away. And just completely shuts the guy up. And it's just like, yeah, how can you sit there and talk trash to Kobe and call him that it's like, say he's bad, he's got five championship rings, two finals MVPs. Here, I'll give you the whole list. 20 seasons with the Lakers, 18-time All-Star, um, <clears throat> 2008 MVP, two finals MVPs, like I said, five-time champ, fourth all-time in points after LeBron just passed him. Youngest player to play in the NBA. Youngest person to be voted an all-star starter. Um, first team all-NBA 15 times. First team all-defense nine times. Like, come on, dude. He can't talk trash to Kobe. One, two, three, four, five, baby. That's all he's got to say. <laughs> um, so I just love that moment. It just shows Kobe he's always competing, even if he's hurt, you know, talking trash, competing with somebody. So, Dill, what's your favorite Kobe moment? I just think my most memorable one has to be when he scored 60 points. That's unbelievable. Because I'll never forget the moment in deciding and how much like pride I have in myself to know to watch Kobe's last game. Right. Because it was the Warriors. It was the last game of the season. Um, last day of the season, I believe. Yeah. And the Warriors were going for their 73rd win, which was a record NBA record. Most uh, wins of all time. Right. right. So. Sure, the Cavs won. What's that? This is the year the Cavs won. Right. This is, I mean, yes. It's, it's a great season. Yes, it was. Anyway, so with Kobe's, his last game, I remember just deciding and, and having that like thought and deciding, okay, I have to watch Kobe's last game. And I watched that thing, and I made sure I sat down and watched that entire thing and made sure I actually watched it. I wasn't just like, I'm very typical for like watching something and kind of like getting up and like moving around and like watching 70% of something. I made sure to sit down and it was everything. Appointment television, dude. Kobe Bryant was appointment television and he, one more time he had to turn back the clock. It was was everything. It was everything you wanted and the way that he was able to produce at the end and his just demeanor the whole time. Cause it, I don't even remember that he had a bad year. Like, I know that he didn't even really play that well. Like, yeah. bad year. I was, like, looking up some of the stuff today. It was not good. But, I mean, like for still him. a farewell year. Like, I'm saying for oh, right, his, but the team was so like, the team was so weird. Dude, right. And we, we saw that when we watched it. But Mike Trico said today, this is so goddamn funny. He was like, if you would have told me that Ryan Kelly would have served me my coffee at my hotel this morning or he would have played in the Lakers game, I would have not known which one to pick. And I was like, yeah, like, who the heck is that guy? Like, of course, like, Ryan Kelly from the, those Duke teams. But, like, what the heck? Like, that was such a weird roster. I don't know. Just such a good game, though. Yes. So. Um, dude, the production they had last night, so Monday night, of Kobe's last game, I don't know if you watched it, Doge, um, where they replayed it with uh, Kevin Agandhi and uh, – Woj, and then uh, they just had like a bunch of memories and people like tribute videos in between. It was really, really awesome. Um, 
So I just shouts out to ESPN. They really crushed that. You know, I don't know. They don't always crush everything. They really did a great job with that. So good for them. They, I mean, you have to. Yeah, you it's can't. Just, you can't not. Because this is something that you just do. Because Kobe, if you didn't, he'd you know come back from his damn grave and whoop your ass because he it demands excellence. Like you know he would. Like it's got to be great for him. So I'm looking forward to the Hall of Fame thing uh, that they've got coming for him. I know the Hall of Fame guy said we're going to do that right. So that'll be really cool. Um, so moving on from some great Kobe moments to um, you know somebody's first moment here. Zion's debut. We can also talk about the first couple games after that as well if you'd like, but. First game, uh, the first question, did he live up to your level of the hype? Uh, did you make it through the whole game? Um, and don't lie, Dylan. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, just give me your thoughts on Zion and how he looked and stuff. So, Doge, I'll kick it to you first. Did he live up to your hype? Um, You know, I, it was tough. I, I would say that that specific performance or the performance that he's been having right now isn't quite the, the Zion hype yet. But I also recognize that it's probably because he's returning from injury. We're probably getting 80% Zion right now. Um, but some of the times in transition, he just seems really slow to get moving again. And, you know, he's, he's got kind of a weird uh, yeah. way about him when he's moving around. He, he doesn't move like anybody else. So um, not quite as high on the yet, but it doesn't mean it's not coming. I think it is coming, but he's just got to recover a little bit more. Um, I will admit here that I did not make it through the game. Shame. I, uh, I, I hopped on and started watching it, but it was a long day. It was probably 11 o'clock or so because it was a late game. That it, was. it was. It was late. around 10 o'clock our time. I turned it on at 11, and I was probably asleep within the next 10 minutes, and Zion uh, at that point only had like five uh, or six yeah. points. I had to wake up the next morning to see that he scored 17 straight and just went off, and they were completely disrespecting his three, and he just banged four home. And, you know, so he hasn't lived up to the hype yet, but I'm really looking forward to when they do start respecting that three. And he can just run it past guys on his way to Yam City. So it's it's coming, but it's not there yet. Oh, so first of all, I would like to say shame on you both for not staying up for this game. Dylan, I know you weren't up for this game because I was here. <coughs> you were not awake. I do. Oh, man. The, I thought he definitely lived with hype, but I also watched the games. So like, it was so terrible. And you're sitting there, and you're like, God, dude, this is terrible. Like, people are calling this guy fat. Like, I'm sitting here feeling bad for this guy. Like, you know, people are just, like, roasting him. And every, he just do, he looks terrible. He looks slow. Like you're saying, he kind of looks herky-jerky, if you will. Um, but, you know, I don't know. People right. rarely exceed your expectations or, like, live up to the hype we gave them. If you were up for those three minutes, Doge, or four minutes, I promise you, you would believe that he lived with the guy because he just took over, like, the, I don't know, everything that happened, I was just, like, so locked in. He took over the game, took over the arena. He lived in the moment. It was to the point where Alvin Gentry's calling for Lonzo Ball to, you know, run up and, you know, call a timeout, like, just get over to the half line. And he, like, waits till Zion gets across. As soon as he takes one step, and he just passes it to Zion right away. Two possessions in a row so we can just get Zion more points, get the crowd back in because Zion's also bringing him back. Like, they weren't in the game, and he brought them back in the game. And the disrespect of the three was awesome because, man, that first one, like, because he was cold as shit that game. Ugh. 
And then he puts up that first three, and he was so wide open. It was like, man, if he doesn't make this, I don't know. And he just cashes it. And then here we go, and the streak is on. Um, but the reason I think he lived to the hype is because I was just looking for the athleticism. And he had this one rebound over Jakob Pertl, where who is like 7'1", 7 feet tall, 6'10", you know, big old boy. Big boy. And he jumps from behind Jakob Pertl, jumps over him, and scoops the ball up so it's not an over the back and gets the rebound, and then takes like a couple dribbles and passes it to, I think, Josh Hart for a quick layup. And it was just so impressive to see him do something like that. Because no one else was even going for the rebound on either team because they're like, oh, Pirtle's got this. Like, he's humongous. He's going to get this. And Zion skies over him and goes to get that. So, I don't know. That along with some of the other games, I thought he's lived up to the hype. But the first night, sitting there and watching the payoff, I have to say I lived up to it because it was so not there. And then when it was there, it was awesome. But I don't know. Dill, I know you weren't alive for it, but after you watched the little replay, what were your thoughts? <laughs> All right. So, no lies here. I think I fell asleep early in the first quarter. I think so. Didn't see anything until I woke up, similar to Doge. So impressive, though, with the 17th straight. First game back, off injury. But he had a really good preseason. Uh, as far as, like, what, I think he scored third. I think, I think he was we, top four in scoring. Yeah, I think he top was three. I think he was third, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, something like that. As far as the hype and living up to it, one thing is that he's going to be better in the coming weeks. He's going to continue to get better. So, you know, I think if that's your starting point, that's a pretty good starting point. Especially, did you see that block? Which block? The, yes. The block where he just Yes. Came, oh, my just, God. Like, people oh, don't do that. Who was like, that against? Who was that against? Yeah. Like, that just, that just happened. Who was that against, man? That was absurd. It was the night after, I think. He sent that. I think that was against the Celtics, maybe. I might have just blacked it out of my head. Yeah. Either way, he sent that to freaking, you know, French Quarter. Man. Yeah, he so that, 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 was, that was sweet. And, yeah, I think he's just going to continue to get better. If, if he would have played all year, he probably would have been... Maybe contending to be in the All-Star running, you know? I think sure. that's where he would have been if he would have played all year. I think he could have been there by now. So by the end of the year, he, you know, could be in that position where they make that playoff push, and that's the player they need to really spark them over. Because like you said, Teej, the way that he was able to draw that crowd in, that was the thing that I watched on the replay. It was unbelievable. So, okay, granted, I think the sound bar really helps, like, get the sound. Sure. But the way that the, I mean, as far as the crowd noise. Yeah, no, I got you. I'm feeling you. The crowd yeah. noise and the way that you could hear them just, oh, it was great. It was great. Dude, it was to the point Society. where there's, I think, a minute left. It's like a tie game. Brandon Ingram is at the line. Got a potential all-star for the Pelicans right now this season. Yes. And they're chanting Zion, 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 Zion. It's just absolutely crazy. I can't wait for. I can't wait to see more. Uh, more has been great so far. He's they've switched around his minutes finally, so he's closing out games, which is exciting because uh, I know that he wasn't doing that before, and they were like kind of forcing it a little bit with how many minutes they're getting him because he wanted to play and will close out games. So that's exciting and good to see that he can close out games and he's not going to be a bust. But 
he definitely is still a little bit, uh, you know, not in game shape like you'd like to say. I don't know. If, I'm not going to call him fat. He's just unpolished but, right now. Right. He'll get there. Yeah. I think he's also nervous too, man. You know what I mean? He's young. He's, what, he's 19? A, he's not a shy – like, he's kind of a shy guy, but, like, not a shy guy at the same time. Like, I don't know. He is. He's just immature. You can tell. It's cool to see. I don't know. It'll be fun to grow up with Zion like we have some of these other right. guys. Right. Absolutely. Um, speaking of some of these other guys, second quarter. Our NBA All-Star Reserves, but we're going to talk about the starters here, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, round of applause, we nailed it. Every single one of us nailed it here. So, Eastern Conference starters, Kemba, Trey Young, Giannis, Siakam, Embiid. Western Conference starters, Doncic, Harden, LeBron, Kawhi, AD. So, um, just like we called, those are the starters here. So, hopefully we can call some of these reserves for you. Um so here's how the reserves work for everyone out there. There's two guards, three forwards, and two wild card spots. So um, everyone go around the room. Uh, we'll go guards first, then forwards, then wild card. That way we're not all, um, you know, giving the same stuff or just listing all of our names all at once. So um, I'll go first here. We'll go Eastern Conference guards. I'm going to go. Yep, I'm doing it. Chris Cash Middleton and Ben Simmons. So I got a little a buck and a sixer there. A buck and a six. Doge, give me your guards here. I also have Simmons, but I, I threw Kyle Lowry above there. Ooh. So I've got Lowry and Simmons. Little Kyle. Sure. Big D. Yeah, I feel like I have to go with Chris Middleton. I mean, like he's just been solid. Yeah. They're, the Bucks are too good not for them to not have two All Stars, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, um, and he's good. Like, and there's no nobody else on the team that is replacing him. You can't. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't. Yeah, like there isn't. A Bledsoe's guy not. Better. Bledsoe's not an All Star. Yeah, Bledsoe's not the guy. I mean, uh, so it's not DiVincenzo, and it's not you know Connaughton, but like. So those are great glue pieces for sure. It's not middle. You need that. Excuse me, it is middle. You got to you got to keep those guys for defense and the glue pieces like Delavadova for the Cavs run and. You know, right. So those kind of guys, right. obviously. Right. Um, so Middleton and Simmons. I mean, Simmons, they're having a pretty good year. Um, not living up to expectations, but Embiid's been hurt. They've had weird injuries. They also need to figure out how to play together because they're so tall, it's, like, awkward. Dude, they're never going to learn to play together. That's, like, the problem with the Sixers. Yeah. So or, I mean, Brown, or, like, they need to get a new coach. So, okay, it, in order to live up to expectations, right. they're going to have to figure out, you know what I mean? Yes. And because they haven't yet, and Correct. for to your point, this far into the season, the fact they haven't figured it out already is concerning, right? For their fan base. Well, I mean, Ben Simmons uh, and especially. Joe Embiid have never really been able to play together like that. Wow, which is so strange. We can't dive into that hole. We're talking all stars. Yeah, we're talking all stars. Keep it rolling. All right, we're talking forwards here now for the Eastern Conference, or should we go Western Conference guards? How let's, do you guys want to do it? Let's do uh, let's do the Western uh, guards. Western. Okay. Stick with the guards. I'm in. Okay, yeah. chill. Western Conference guards here. I got Dame Dalla and Spida Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell here for the Jazz and Damian Lillard. Doge? Not a whole lot of variety here with my picks. It's the same. Dame Lillard and, and Spida Mitchell. Bam. Big D? I'm trying to see if there's somebody I'm maybe forgetting, but yeah. It's just there's nobody. Yeah. I mean... 
Yeah. Okay. It's, it's gotta be them. It's those two guys. They're they're all stars. They have to be the them. West. If they had, if they and had, if they're not there, they're a wild card. So it's like, who else would yeah. you put there? Those guys are going to be on the team. They're if too the, good. If the Warriors were having their normal year, they would. Yeah, we'd be talking about maybe bumping one of those guys out, but those guys would probably just be the wild cards. Well, like, and one of maybe even be the starter. So it's a totally different conversation. Right. Certainly. Certainly. Um, okay, now forwards here for the Eastern Conference. I have, and this is like including centers, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't really say that, but that's how this works. Bigs. Yeah, they're just right. bigs, basically. I have Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, and then Sabonis for Indiana. Doge, what about you? I also have Tatum and Bam, but then I've got Jimmy Butler in, in there as well as the final forward. Sure. Even though he's been pretty much a guard all year, he's listed as a forward. Right. That's what I was going to clarify on is that Jimmy's a forward, right? Correct. Because I yeah. okay. Even though the last game I saw, he started at point guard, but yeah, yeah he's forward. Okay. Yeah. All right. My turn. Yep. Okay. You're after Doge. Okay. So you're just going to take it after you had it. I just want to make sure I wasn't. No, cutting. you're up. I, I just want to make sure everyone's good. All right. You're up, brother. Yep. So. Jimmy Butler for the Heat, having a spectacular year. Killer year. Just being the guy, you know what I mean? Like, doing everything, all the little things for them to win. And, and the games that I have watched him, like, he does, like, the dirty stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he can be a grinder guy. He can be a grinder. He's definitely a grinder. So, it's funny because he doesn't, he's not, like, the Miami party lifestyle guy. Like, he's not no like that at all. And that's great for the Heat. And I think the Heat fans appreciate that and, like, he, you know, it just fuels it. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, just, it's just a full circle, and I think that team's really gelling. Uh, we've mentioned before, Eric Spolstra, great coach. Great coach. You know, great coach. Great coach. <laughs> so, okay, Jimmy Heat, Jimmy Heat, <laughs> Jimmy Heat, dude. Oh man, I love that nickname for him. It's Jimmy, just like it's just Jimmy like Heat. Sounded so like. Come on now. You, right. Why do you take some damn long all the time? All right. I just <laughs> try to get going here. Got to give his own little splash, his own little flavor. I know. He's just putting a little zing on every little. All right. So we day. have we have another Heat player, yeah. right? Bam. Little Emeril Lagasse. Little bam. Okay. Shouts out. And who else would be the the third in the East uh, forward wise? That would be. Probably your Boston boy. Who? JT? Yeah. Or JB? Yeah, no, it's JT. JT for sure. Tatum. Talk about the other one later. Maybe. It's up to you. <laughs> well, uh, West, it's, I mean, I got my own. I got to make a call here. Shit. Western Conference forwards here. I got two locks, and then I got one I'm deciding between. So maybe I'll decide after you guys go. And the last guy. No, I'll just pull it here. I got Jokic and Paul George's absolute locks. Oh, man. I'm going Rudy Gobert as the other lock. Well, not lock, but that's the other guy I'm taking. I think he deserves it. He does a lot for that Jazz team. Incredible defender. I think he gets chipped out a lot of years, so I'm giving it to old Rudy. Jazz are playing really well this year, too. Toge, what about your Western Conference bigs, forwards, whatever? Same locks. PG and Jokic, give it to him. I'm giving the third forward spot to Mello. Oh, you dog. 
He's playing well, dude, and he deserves it. He should be on there. And I didn't want to give him the wild card. I'm giving him the forward slot. I'm revoking Rudy Gobert's vote immediately. Cause I didn't want to be I didn't want to be the only guy just be a mellow homer here. I've got him as an honorable invitee. But yeah, I mean, let's give it to him. See you, Rudy. You're give out. You're out. <laughs> so so quick to revoke the Rudy Gobert praise. Well, dude, I mean, he's had a great season, but come on now. Yeah. He started out slow, but he's picked it up. He might he might still make it for the wild card because the wild card's coach vote. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a coach vote. Yeah, the last two spots I think are coach vote. That changes things for me. I mean, it's not like I mean we're still picking our reserves, but that's just what it right. You know. um, are we guessing what we think the I'm just, coaches will vote? I'm just putting who we would put in our all stars. Okay, I'm in. Right. I'm in. <clears throat> um, okay, so moving on then, ladies and gents. We gotta go wild card or no, we gotta go Dill. Forwards, Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the All-Stars this year are pretty defined as far as you can tell who's had a pretty good, like, who's All-Star material this year, which is why we're all kind of hovering around the same guys. Same names are popping up. I don't know, man. This wild card could feel a little dicey here. The last, like, okay, the last, like, spot or two are mm-hmm. talked about. Uh, I think you got to go Joker, you know, the Joker out of Denver. With the season they're having, I think they're last time I checked they were second or third in the standings. Let me double check. They're doing well for sure. Uh, in the standings right now, they are third, uh, half game behind the Clippers. So they have the same amount of losses, which is you know right. Either way, so with the year that they're having, Jamal Murray's been out for a long time, and Joker didn't really start off that great. He kind of like was what we were talking about with Zion, how he's going to have to play into his game and kind of just get right. his feet, you know. Keep going. And with Murray being out, they figured out ways to win without him. And I think that they they were very close last year to being contenders, like real contenders. I think this year with being able to solidify themselves more so with the same guys, same coach. I mean, the dude just, you know, he just plays well. All right. Anyway, <laughs> got to go Joker there. You don't have to wrap up your points so rapidly, but. No, I was just saying. Just like, putting the clock up. I know. Shot clock I know. Up. I know. It's been going. Cool. to shoot it right This is like away. the old college. Just the shot clock This is like up. the 35-second shot clock from <laughs> college, though. Right. All right. I mean, so. Yeah, who's your last? Because you still have to name another friggin' person. Two, actually. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so Come on. P- PG on the Clippers. Yep. Like, he's just. Lock, lock. Everybody locked that in. Yeah. And uh, got to go mellow. I love it. This is a because, I love that we're all because back this is such like he's played above his like standards of what he was. It's also just like, be. can we just appreciate our goddamn legends, please? Like, how did he not play last year? It's absolute. And look how good he's playing this year. It's like, come on, really? You really tell me he couldn't help out a single team? Yeah. Throw him on the Hornets last year. They're in the playoffs. Kemba might not leave then. What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Talking about Terry Rogier, I'll just be bitching about him all year. That's what we'll be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would not be one of these wild cards, I'll tell you that much. Um, wild cards here. For the Eastern Conference, one name that you guys both named, Jimmy Butler, absolutely has to be an all-star. So I wanted him to be a guard because he's been playing guard, so I have him wild card, but he's a forward. 
Either way, I mean, come on now. The Heat are really good. Jimmy Butler absolutely has to be an all-star. If he's not, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? To the point where, like, I love Jason Tatum, but he should not be an all-star over Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's having a great year. Um, and another Celtic that should be named, Jalen Brown. Having an incredible year. Backing up his contract that he got. A lot of people thought that was a lot of money. I thought he's been playing incredibly well. Um, missed a couple games because of injury and stuff, but um, I'm a homer always, as you guys know, for the Celtics, so I'm putting three in, and I think he deserves it too. So Jalen Brown and Jimmy Butler, my wild cards there for the Eastern Conference. Dosh, what about you, Eastern Conference wild card? I like the Jalen Pohl all-star game. Going to have some pretty nasty dunks, I'm sure. Just really exciting player, so I'm putting him in there as well. My other wild card is going to be D. Rose. Mm-hmm. If, the, mm-hmm. if the coaches are picking it, and if I'm picking it, I'm bringing him in there. So I, I think that's a great call. Also, it's in Chicago, correct? Yep. Yeah, bring him home. That's so. That's why I was going to do that honorable like invitee thing they did with like Dirk and D Wade. I was going to have D Rose and Mella be the honorable invitees for each team. So you know what, Rudy Gobert, back on the train. I'm voting for him. <laughs> I'm doing my honorable invitees. If I if it's my All Star game, that's what I'm doing. If not, get his ass out. We're in Melo in the game. <clears throat> Big deal. Who's your wild card here for the Eastern Conference? Is it? It's two, right? Two of them. Any position. Any position. Okay. Yep. So I'm really torn here. It's tough. These ones are tough. Like this, yeah. The, when you, this is where it gets down to, and it's tough, right? So it's like, is it Simonis? <sighs> is it Jalen? I think I'm going to go with two names that you're probably is it Rose. Zach, okay, Zach Levine. The three names that I'm going to bring up are is it Kyrie Irving. You just said Zach Levine. He's yep. having a killer year. Yep. Uh, right now, I think he's third. Great year. Fourth in the East in scoring. Bradley Beal. Wow. Like, that's like... But they, So here's the, here's the thing that I'm torn on, is that all the all of the guys that we've mentioned and are known, like we said, Middleton has to be another buck, because that's another great team. Those are all guys off great teams. So the All-Stars are directly affected. So, so that's why... Right. I mean, but, I mean, Bradley Beal is an All-Star. He's playing at All-Star level. So sure. It's like, but is he going to get snubbed this year because they're just that bad? And then it's in Chicago, right. and two... Two right. bulls are going right. Like, no way. I mean, Levine. Two bulls? Levine. Who else would go? Levine and in D-Rose. D-Rose oh, oh my god! Oh my god! I can't. Out I, of here! I literally. I knew you were. That. That's why I was, I was leading you into this trap because I knew that's what you were going to say. <gasps> oh, you freaking! Because you keep saying like send him home, and I every single time I'm like, yep, he's playing there, dude. I am. It's a trap. Doge, I've said it, I think three <laughs> times this week. We got him. It's unreal. The fish was hooked. Bait. All right, so my final two. <sighs> Hurry up, dude. God damn. Just All right. But pick them. I'm going I'm going Bradley Beal and Zach Levine. Oh my god. You're crazy, boy. You're crazy. Put those down in the dock, by the way. I'm, I'm gonna make sure you got proof of this. I I want Zach Levine. I want. I Bradley Beal. I want D Rose. No contest. Dude, You're going okay. honorable mention here. 
Yeah, he needs to go. Like, I want him to go. He's going for the skills challenge already. Okay. Okay. Well. Dude, if he, uh, let's do it. Zach Levine, dude, he's good. Listen to he's this. Just so, Listen to this. I don't think he's ever once played defense. 25 points a game. <laughs> Not even one time. Ready? Five rebounds, four assists, one and a half steals, half a block. One and a half. One and a half steals again. Falling into one and a half steals. He's long enough. So one and a half steals. That ranks like medium in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, but the other guys are all you know. All right. Are we gonna get hung up on a Zach Levine debate yeah. here? Because I'm. Go ahead. I'm ready for it. Move on. How many wins? If I did have to give an honorable, I would put Bradley Beal in there. Sure. I know I didn't throw one out there, but I would I would toss him in. He's always fun. He's just a wet ball. I'd probably go <laughs> Taco. I'm kidding. <clears throat> the four Celtics. Right, right. <laughs> Taco um, Tuesday. How many bulls? How many bulls do the wins have? How many wins do the bulls have? Oh my god! Just look that up for me. I think it's twelve. Chicago wins. And then, and then give me the Wizards. Oh, you're talking about uh, the Bulls? Yeah, they don't have twelve. Uh, they have nineteen. They're uh, two games out of the playoffs. It's all star material. Nineteen and thirty. I mean, but what can we say though? Starting point guard or Trey Young, what does he got? How many wins does he have? Seven. Trash. He's got twelve. Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking of. Right. Okay. Western Conference wild card here. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm struggling so hard with one of these names. One of these names is a must be at the All Star game, or I don't believe in the All Star game. Chris Paul. Yes. Absolute embodiment of an All Star. Like, think about how many players in this day and age that would get traded to a team that just traded away two all-stars and it's just like you know what we're probably gonna tank and then chris paul's like you know what i don't really feel like tanking because i'm chris paul and they're like okay and they're just good now like he's just really good and they were i heard that they were trying to limit his minutes and he was like no i want to play this way if i'm going out i'd like to go out this way i don't want to be you know i don't want to rest so or like obviously he's probably resting a little bit but He's still going full Chris Paul, so absolutely have to award him for just being an absolute machine in Oklahoma City. I know they're one of the best teams in the last like five minutes uh, in the NBA um, with that three guard lineup there for Billy Donovan. So Doge, um, I gotta I gotta wait on my last spot here because I'm debating between. I'll tell you guys who I'm debating between John Morant and Russell Westbrook. So I'm gonna take some time debate between those two. Doge, give me your two wild cards here for the Western Conference. I'm changing it from what I have on the dock here, but I'm I'm taking out Cat. I had Cat coming in, but I'm. I'm I was going to say he's been injured. Ah, no, I'm not. I'm not giving it to him. Another guy that takes a lot of injury, but I'm still giving it to him is Kristaps. Ooh, the zinger. Sure. I'm going to give it to Kristaps, and then I'm going to put CP3 in there as my last wild card as well. Sure. And then if I have to do an honorable mention, um, I would pick Russ. Okay. Sure. Love it. Love it. A little, little insight. Big deal. Wild cards here for the Western Conference. Okay. So I am going with Chris Paul as well. I think that he 
is the only reason why the Thunder are still relevant. And it's really cool that he's just kind of done it low-key as hell. It's amazing. He's just totally flown under the radar with the Thunder, which normally Thunder games are aired on TV having whiteouts with all the smoke in the arena. And they haven't had that this year. They've just – I haven't seen any of them. You know what I mean? Like, have they – I don't know much, like, no, not I mean, that I know. Like, I mean, I'm sure a couple games, but not, like, to their usual extent. Sure, you know what I mean? okay. So, and it's like, Chris Paul's still, like... The only one I can remember is the one that level. Russell Westbrook went home. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. That's the only one I can think of off the top yes. of my head. But I also have... I lied. League, I did. I also that. have League Pass, so I can watch... So, Chris Paul... When I would like to. And J.J. Redick. What?! Best three-pointer in the league. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm just I was going to say, dude, I'm get just... out of here. <laughs> Best three-pointer in the league. Goodness gracious. I'm just kidding. Fall. <laughs> JJ, JJ's great, man. He's not an all-star. Right now. He's not an all-star. I didn't pick him. I know, but <laughs> he's Best cash. He's cash. He's cash. <laughs> I mean, I think I got to go Devin Booker. Wow, okay. Mm. Definitely. I can see it. Like, he's still stroking. I was just making sure he's still, I mean, he's... he's Making sure he's still dominating. Yeah. And he's, dude, I cannot believe that he's had, he dropped a 70-burger. It's still, like, I just can't fathom that. Just like, he's so young. I have made my decision, and I will be going with John Morant. For the similar reasons, of, similar reasons of Chris Paul, where it's just like, the Grizzlies were so bad last year, there's, like, not really any hope. Yeah, and now it's just like, dude, we're like they're like we might go to the playoffs. They're like, kind we're of gonna, fun, they're fun. We're to gonna watch. trade Iguodala for a piece, maybe, or some picks, and we're screwing over the Celtics who have our pick right now. So thanks a lot, Ja. Here's a reward for you, though. Welcome to the All Star Game. Plus, dude, he's so goddamn fun to watch. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's why I want him in there. Like, I love Russell Westbrook. He reminds Ja reminds me a lot of Russell with just how athletic and like explosive they are um and so that's why that's tough for me that i just love i'm a big russell guy it's been this year it's been weird if you're in the russell corner um not really great here for the um the rockets i mean he's been fine but i don't know just you'd expect a little more from old russ and how just hasn't worked out like you'd expect so i don't know the way the grizzlies look and the way jaw's been i'm giving it to jaw and then the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies came to town. I saw them play the Cavs here about a month, month and a half ago. <gasps> you watched and Kevin Love get destroyed, dude. That's what I was gonna say. Is John Morant almost dumped Kevin Love into eternity? He almost killed him. Into in retirement, straight into retirement. Kevin Love, <laughs> and on the reach, just miss, just misses the dunk. And in Kevin Love's interview after the game, he's like, I'm just really happy he missed that. Kevin Love knows that that dunk is, is uh, immortal if it goes yes. in. Yes. And he's just going to be on the highlight reel of all time. And Kevin's already having a terrible year. He's like, I can't have this, too. Yeah. <laughs> he can't have that happen to him. I can't, can't have that. that. Um, okay, so any other honorable mention names? Just real quick, roundtable, either conference. That you'd want to mention or think deserve to be in. Um, so, Dill, any anybody? I don't really have anybody. I think we kind of touched on everyone with all of our mm. different um, picks. You know, I would say so. Yeah. For that 
especially with the you know some of the wild cards we really touched on the last little bit of guys that I think could potentially be all stars. Yeah, um, that potential of having elite level consistently. Those are the only guys that are that have shown that. Right. I didn't personally mention him, but I know you did, Teach. But I think Sabonis has had a really good year, and I yeah, I didn't put him in the oh, lineup, yeah. but I think he if he made the All Star team, it would still be deserved. Okay, there yeah. are plenty of guys who I could see just slid, uh, slipping into the last spot or two, where it's like, okay, yeah, you can justify that. I'm like beside myself that I have not mentioned Gordon Hayward yet. Like, what am I doing? Nah, we'll just keep it. He's had a great year. He's been a little hurt, though. Just let him slide under the radar. Yes. Like, keep it... Just keep that low-key that we just have four really elite scores. Well, not... I don't know. Jalen Brown's not an elite scorer, but he'll get you a bucket when you need it. You know what I mean? He's high quality. Oh, he's some high quality H2O. No doubt. Yeah. He's, he's your number four? For Son. Nine. For sure. You're chilling. Uh-huh. ch ch chilling all right, ladies and gents, just give your full – let's just do a quick rundown your full list here so everybody knows who you have. So um, I'll go Eastern Conference. I have Chris Middleton, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, Sabonis, Jalen Brown, and Jimmy Butler. In the Western Conference, I have Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Jokic, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, um, <clears throat> Chris Paul, and John Morant. Doge, what about you? Eastern Conference, my guards are Simmons and Lowry. Uh, forwards were Butler, Tatum, Bam Adebayo. Wild cards, D-Rose and Jalen. Western Conference, guards were Dame and Donovan Mitchell. Forwards, Paul George, Jokic, Mello. Wild cards were uh, CP3 and, and Stops. Sure. Dill? Give me your full list here. All right, Dylan, give me uh, the recap of your teams here. Okay. Eastern Conference. Yep. Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Guard. Chris Middleton. Bam Adebayo. Jimmy Heat. Jason Tatum. Zach Levine. Bradley Beal. Sure. Okay. Great, great year so far. Western Conference. Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Gotta have Fame Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar. And then for forwards, I got PG thirteen, the Joker, and Mello. My wild cards. CP three and Devin Booker. Sure. Good roster. Good full roster. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on here to halftime. So I'm gonna pass it right back to you, Dill. Where can we find the Cheap Seats Network uh, social media stuff? Okay. Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, the blue app with a white F on it. Go ahead and type it in. The Cheap Seats Network. Go ahead. Four words. Real easy, real simple. Boom, boom, bang, bow. And on Twitter, you can find us at... The Cheap Seats SN. Boom, so. boom, bang, bang, pow. <laughs> boom, boom, bang, pow. All right. What's SN stand for this week? I don't know. I was going to say Super something, but... Super Network, I guess. Doge? 
Any any guesses, Doge? I like Super Network. I can't do any better, that's for sure. The Cheap Seats SN SN for sports nerds. Okay. You might have done nerds already. Hurt my feelings. Did I? I don't, I don't think know. so. I, mm, I don't know. Maybe nerds. Stats team. Super nerds. You might have. Super nerds, maybe. I don't know about sports nerds. No, I don't think you've done that combo. Either way, Doge, where can we find the Clubhouse-specific uh, information? Absolutely. Find us on Facebook at The Clubhouse. Twitter and Instagram, Clubhouse underscore TCSN. You'll see on our post from last week, from episode 50, I'm repping the brand, got the Clubhouse t-shirt on there. If you guys are interested, we would love to get some of that merch out to you guys. DM yes. us for details, and you can find out how to get some of your own Clubhouse merch. So, Right, and we'll be sending out the survey, too. Um, here, you know, throughout the week on our individual pages and stuff and, you know, texting people individually about it and stuff. So, um, you know, look out for that as well. Uh, really lo- hoping to get some people on our gear, you know, get that, you know, get a fundraiser going for some of the stuff we'd like to do this year, like all those events Dale's talking about and then, you know, some more production equipment, et cetera. So, you know, help support us by, you know, grabbing some gear. So moving on. Third quarter here, we've got Super Bowl 53 predictions and prop bets. So, just real quickly, give me a rundown here of the game prediction. You know, who's going to be winning the Super Bowl and why? And just like, what are a couple deciding factors or the deciding factor that is going to turn the tides down here in Miami? So, um, Dylan, I'll have you go first. Okay. The Chiefs have been superior pretty much all year, other than the fact when Mahomes kind of had his streak. They kind of, you know, fluttered, fluttered a little bit. But for the most, they start slow. Yeah, in the playoff uh, yeah. Games, that's for sure. But they get there, though. They've no been doubt. able to figure it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. More so than they have been able to in the past. Sure. Like, they've looked like a stronger overall team. Right. I think it's their year. I'm ready to go. I think that the defensive line. For the Chiefs is going to be... They're important, for sure. It's going to be something that almost, you know, I don't want to say stuns you, but because you're expecting the defensive line of the 49ers, I'm thinking, you know, the Chiefs' D-line is going to kind of exceed their expectations. Right. They're going to be good because people think they're not going to be comparatively to the other team. And, I mean, as far as composure, I mean, Mahomes, like, I don't know, I'm going to take him over Jimmy. Yeah, I think so, Like, it's just... For sure. More talent, and he's shown everything, so. No doubt. Um, <clears throat> who, uh, so you got Mahomes as the X Factor then there? Or somebody else? I, I guess I'm, saying the, I'm saying the, you're the D-line. You're sticking to D-line there? Okay. I'm D-line. Okay. And the pressure on the quarterback without having to blitz. Right. Being able to drop those guys and have, you know, stack the box when you need to, with, you know, stop the run. Right. No? Okay. It'll be, oh, man, the play calling – is going to be superb. Yes. The, the coaching in this game is absolutely phenomenal. The, the first two drives. Some of the biggest playbooks in the league, I would say, honestly. I mean, the first two drives are going to be so clinical, I feel like, as far as how they operate. Because, I mean, they're all designed, you know, and set plays as far as kind of like your written plays. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. they're gonna. It's going to look good, I think. And it's going to help no set up the rest of the game. So I think it's going to be really fun. No doubt. But... Chiefs. So, Chiefs? D-line. Chiefs with the win? Yep. Okay. That's it. Doge, what about you? Give me your prediction here. Who's your X-Factor? Who's going to win? 
I'm taking the Chiefs too. Uh, couldn't agree more with you, Dill. The the run stoppage on the Chiefs' defensive side gonna be huge. Uh, they stopped a beast uh, last last game they played against Derrick Henry, probably the hottest running back at the time. They held him to under seventy yards. Oh yeah. If they can do that again, then they turn it into a passing battle. And if it's passing battle between Jimmy G and Pat Mahomes, all respect to Jimmy G. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes ten times out of ten in a passing battle there. So give me the Chiefs. X Factor being the defensive line, and uh, I hope it's a really great game. But I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. Sure. Nice. No, I'm. Uh, I'm also sold on the Chiefs for similar reasons as you boys. Um, defensive line, I think, is going to be uh, better than we think. Uh, Trail Suggs is really going to be a leader on that team. I think he's he's made a great impact. Good pickup. Um, not to say that the 49ers defensive line is not going to have an impact because I think they're going to have a big impact in this game. But certainly. I'm just betting on Patrick Mahomes. I, I that's you know I'm betting on him. I'm betting on the destiny of Andy Reid. You know he didn't have to go through the Patriots necessarily this year. You know went he didn't have to go through the Ravens this year. It's kind of been a weird year for him in terms of that. So um, you know he's here. Why not you know put this one in for him? I think he's a great coach and deserves it. Um, on the other side, Kyle Shanahan is an incredible coach, and uh, this is just going to be a chess match here between these two guys, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, the defensive coordinator is great. Those offensive minds, there's talent on all both sides, you know. Kind of similar to what uh, Kirk Herbstreet said for the NCAA championship. It's just going to be good on good the whole game, you know what I mean? Good. It's just good on good. So uh, really excited to see this game. I've got the Chiefs, and I'm taking – I'm just riding with Mahomes here. He's my, he's my X factor for this game. So moving on here to topic two, one of the best parts about the Super Bowl, um, and this might be one of the only events like this, um, at least you know on a widespread scale, is there are an infinite number of prop bets for you know numerous amounts of things. For example, you know how long is someone going to hold the national anthem? Wardrobe malfunctions, um, etc. You know what color is the Gatorade? What you know, blah, 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 you know, what is uh, the cleats they're going to wear, you know, are they going to have, you know, they're going to show Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan first during the national anthem. Is Donald Trump going to be there because he's the president, you know, is he going to tweet out after the game? Like, there's so many different things you can bet on. So, uh, you know, that's just a short little list, but give me your favorite prop bets here of the <clears throat> Super Bowl. So, Doge, I'll go with you first. What are your favorites here? Of the Super Bowl. The classic is always the, the Gatorade being dumped on the head coach. Yep. What color it's going to be. It's destined to happen at the end of the game. Pretty much no matter what. Any given championship game. So the favorite right now being the, the yellow lime color. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm not going with that one. Look at Ooh. both the team's colors. There's got to be red in there. They're dumping red Gatorade. I like that at plus 250. Sure. I think that would be some good money for you. Both teams, I think, are going to have that in their cooler. So... No Look doubt. out for that one. If I had to go for one more, uh, I'd go for the National Anthem. Always a fun one. You get it out of the way early. You can enjoy the rest of the game knowing right. that you've already gone home with some money. Gotta love the mm. over. These singers love to drown out the or draw out the National Anthem, I should say. And uh, look for that to go over two minutes and one second. I believe it's at minus 160. But I think, you know, you could go home or start the game off knowing that you already got some the money in your pocket there. So look at that one going over two minutes in a second. Right. Little Demi Lovato going over two minutes in a second. I could see it. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, I'll give you mine because I'm just itching to tell you about them. So, I've already put money in on these because why not? Plus 550 if the announcers call Andy Reid Big Red. I just want that to happen anyway. So, of course, I'm going to put some money on that. And speaking of things I'd like to happen anyway, give me a little Jenny from the block. Plus 250 if we get a little J-Lo butt cleavage. So if a little we get a little sneak peek of the booty per A-Rod's permission, that's plus 250 odds. Why not take a little J-Lo? Those are my two favorite there. I'm not sure if you can parlay them or not, but give me Big Red and give me a little J-Lo. Why not? Big deal. What are your favorite props here? So this is my first time learning that there were all these intricate little bets that you could right. place that had nothing to do with anything. They were just totally random. Listen, I mean, like... Right. No, they don't have to do with the game, necessarily. At all. Right. <laughs> Such as... Tell me if I'm wrong here, but I believe is it uh, uh, Buck and Aikman, right? Yes. Do they have to speak in Spanish? That yes. One? Will they speak in Spanish at all during the broadcast? Yes. So there's one... As Plus far- 600 if yes. So is that, like, to clarify, do you think that's just if they come up with one line or if it's, like, one word? I even think if they say, hola. Or you they know, say, or like, like, oh, it's, like, uh, third and Because, like, they might say something, like, something for the Chiefs fans, you know? I don't know. What? Chiefs are probably a pretty Latino fan base. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you meant, like, Chiefs, like. Not, like, pretty, but, like. They played a game in Mexico City, like. They didn't just do that by chance. Raiders. Raiders. I mean, I know it got moved, but it's, they weren't yeah, just they like... Ca- they canceled one in Mexico City. Well, I mean, it was set up to be there. They were going to be the home team. Sure. <laughs> so that's probably my favorite one. I think the ones having to do with, like, the national anthem, like how long they're they're going to extend Brave. Right. Yeah. Will Brave, the last Brave of the national it's, anthem, last more than five and a half seconds? Yeah. That's a good one. I it's think that it'll last... I think... And my initial reaction, gut reaction, was seven seconds. Sure, so I, I like a uh, big fan of the uh, like. Will they mention Tom Brady or the Patriots? Uh, will they show a Rod or uh, Shakira's husband, Gerard PK? You know, will Bill Belichick be mentioned or something? There's just so many different little things. It's so. Will it's they hilarious. show the 1972 Dolphins team? Right. Like, will they show Joe Montana, Steve Young, or Jerry Rice first? Like, who's going to be that guy? So. I don't know. Get your hands dirty, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to win some money. Super Bowl's got some good prop bets. Any other last little stragglers there that you like? Not off the top of my head. Okay. If we, we'll let the people know if we find some. All right, moving on here. So, fourth quarter, we've got some hot takes, and then we've got uh, two guests here calling in. Got a pretty extended conversation with Kansas City Chiefs fan Chase Hodge, and then we've got friend of the show, uh, that's been on before, Jack O'Brien, calling in for just kind of a medium hot take. So um, first thing we're going to do here is play this clip with Chase Hodge here, lifelong Chiefs fan, um, just about you know being a Chiefs fan and you know the atmosphere there in Kansas City and uh, what he's going to be doing afterwards and, and the game itself. So welcome, Chase Hodge. All the way from, are you in New York right now or are you in Kansas right now, sir? No, I'm in New York. He's in New York, but I know he'll be in Kansas for the game. Lifelong Chiefs fan, lifelong friend of ours, listener of the pod, um, you know, Glee Club alum, Mr. 
legendary Chase Juice Box Hodge. Chase, how are you, buddy? Dude, I am excellent. We are great to have you on. Great to have you from the Big Apple. How's the vibe out there? I'm happy to be here. Uh, the vibe is good. Um, you know, the city's been kind of temperate weather, but it's been nice and solid. You know? Sure. I think the last time I saw you, the uh, Bengals got flexed into primetime against the Chiefs, and we absolutely got slaughtered, so that was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, was, that was real. I forgot that you were out for that. That was a great game. We watched it at, like, what, Big Dukes? I think that's where it was, yeah. Some I know it's a local bar nearby. So they had good wings, though. Big Dukes? Big Dukes, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they had, like, a beer tap wall. Yeah, yeah, they did. A big old wall of, like, a bunch of beer taps. You just, like, could buy a cup. And they'll, like, yeah. pay you for how much you, like, filled up with this, like, card or something. It was pretty cool. Yeah, um, it was great. <clears throat> either way, so we brought you on here um, to talk about some Super Bowl hot takes. We know you are a super... Chiefs fan, you know, the Cape Trips, Kansas City Country Club, Mr. Chase Hodge. So uh, uh, give us some hot takes about the game. I know you're rooting for the Chiefs, probably pick them to win, but just give us your breakdown on how they're going to win um, and if you got any special things cooking up that we should be looking out for. Yeah, um, so I'm very happy that the Chiefs are finally in it, first time in my life, you know. I I looked young for right. 50, 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> just, just joking on side. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's uh, Kansas City has been like electric. I had a lot of friends go back for the uh, AFC championship game. And it right. Gave, gave me a ton of FOMO. Um, oh, I'm sure. So I will be, I will be back for the Super Bowl in Kansas City. And um, don't know what I'm doing yet, but uh, I don't know. A couple hot takes. I, I'm, I'm curious about Chris Jones' injury. Yeah. I'm hopeful that he is uh, a hundo P and you know ready to wreak some havoc against that uh, you know San Francisco running running game. Um, I'm a little. I don't want to get too confident about them being able to shut down the King Derrick Henry last right two, two weeks ago. But I'm always nervous about their run game. Uh, run game defense is really what I'm worried about. Um, I don't know. The the past few games have been um, pretty pretty. I guess up and down roller coaster. Emotions. Yeah, so, no doubt. I, I'm kind of expecting that again. And but you know, having Patty Mahomes on your squad is always a benefit. And, I was gonna and, say, like, what's it like, like, to have a quarterback that you know can, like, no matter how many points you're down, can come win you this game? Because I've never never had that here in Cincinnati. I mean, as, as, <laughs> as a fan, it's like always extremely nerve-wracking because I have a history of just sort of like people lining up offside. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, people, people like Brutal. have had sort of a – yeah, because I think before the Chiefs won uh, last year against the Colts, they were like something like 0-7 at home in the playoffs, which is Oof. like something god-awful. Jeez. Uh, so, you know, but having, having Mahomes is definitely – Definitely comforting because you can just turn the game on its head in a matter of seconds. So that's, no doubt. That's that's been um, pretty pretty fun and amazing to watch as a just like a football fan, really. Oh no um, doubt. I mean, I know I mean, we have we've enjoyed at least over here for sure. You, you could ask people that I was I was not the happiest camper watching that Houston game for the first like. Oh, I'm quarter, sure. <laughs> quarter and then like. You know, three and a half minutes later, I'm just like, 
Right, you're happy as a clam. I think Mahomes is going to have a great game. I also think Jimmy G is going to be a formidable uh, quarterback on the other side who's going to you know, definitely throw some Dilfers out there. It's a little um, Dilfer dime, of course. Of course. Shout out. Uh, but I, I think, I think uh, the Chiefs D is going to be sort of the X factor in, in winning this thing. Um, but I got to... Gotta let my boy, uh, the Honey Badger, get some credit, too. He's been playing my He's been great, uh, man. It's been a huge addition to the defense as well as Frank Clark. I was a little skeptical when they signed him for, for that much money. Right. But he's come up huge in the playoffs. No doubt. Um, real quick, like, what do you think about D Ford being on the 49ers and being on that other side? You know, like, he's the guy who kind of blew it for you guys last year, and now he's got a chance to take it away from you again. You know what is your what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I, I'd love for him to get some sort of poetic justice. You know, maybe maybe line up offside for San Francisco. I, right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to do anything really, really ill wishing because I just feel like that's some bad juju. Like last last year when the Chiefs played um, the Rams in the regular season, they traded away Marcus Peters and he made some like late game interception. Right. So. I mean, I, hopefully he is not a factor because right. you know, he'd be even better. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of ironic, I guess, now that we're playing against him at the Super Bowl. Right? Isn't that funny that the reason you guys couldn't go now he might be the reason why you guys can't win it here? So exactly. Um, Doge or Dill, I guess. Do either of you guys have any questions for Chase here about the Super Bowl, about the Chiefs, what it's like there in Kansas City or Arrowhead, etc.? And then I've got a question for him here at the end as well. Doge, any anything for him? Sure, I'll dive in. I mean, you you guys, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys have never won a Super Bowl, correct? No, I am going to correct you. We won Super Bowl four. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So it's been it's been fifty years. Yeah, that's what it is. Fifty years exactly. You know the the uh, the Hunt Trophy is finally back home. You might right. as well bring back the Lombardi now too. Might as well. You know, might as well. <laughs> love it so so what would uh, a super bowl mean to you obviously super bowl four not being in your lifetime i mean how, how nuts would that be like what, what's going on where are you going as soon as they win what's what's that super bowl night look for you if they take home the dub um i well so i think the super bowl night if, if they take home the dub um i mean fingers crossed knock on wood you know do the dances whatever um I'm sure we would go out. Um, there are a couple bars that probably come to mind, Ale House. Um, but I, I really just sort of rely on my buddies now when I'm back there. There's another place called King Kate's. Um, I really just sort of rely on them to I just follow their lead. I'm sure that if if they do win, that anywhere in Kansas City is just going to be out of control. Oh, um, of course. That's, especially because, you know, like you said, they haven't won in 50 years. So sure. a lot of people have not seen them win um and chiefs chiefs kingdom just loves the chiefs and so it was it was crazy when the royals won the world series a couple years ago i wasn't able to go back for that but from what i heard it was just awesome (laughs) just bonkers any any light pole climbing in your future come to w (laughs) no i mean it would be a nice tribute to uh our boy andy Reid. you know all those eagles fans um but I, I don't I don't see any like light pole climbing in my future. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. 
you know, they're they're my pick right now, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, good luck to you, man. I hope that would be that would be a fun night if you're out in KC with your boys taking on the dub. So fingers crossed. Yeah, same here. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> Dill, you got anything for uh, old Juice Box here before we go? Oh, yeah. Juice Box. Yeah. How are we doing, Juice Box? The juice. Yeah. So. Hey man, I uh, haven't seen you in what? How long's it been since uh, October 2018? Yeah, right? I think so. Two years was at that, least. Wow, since, was since that the yeah, that we, were, we were cruising around Rock Center. Yeah, yep. About yeah, 18 yeah. months. So, Jeez, anyway, it's good to see you through FaceTime. So, with the you know Chiefs obviously in the Super Bowl here, just wanted to see kind of like what you thought. Other than some of these superstars, like what do you think was going to be kind of that X factor? Who are you looking forward to as like more of an insider info? Um, you know, I would probably know more about the Gators than a normal person. So as far as kind of your Chiefs info, who do you think is a guy that you're kind of looking forward to? Um, so I, I think the defense is the unit is sort of what I'm I'm holding as my sure. X factor for the Chiefs. Sure. Um, you know, I, I I was reading some articles and listening to some uh, sort of earlier Super Bowl, like, you know, media day coverage about um, what Terrell Suggs has been doing for the guys in the locker room. And since he's been there, I think they're really trying to look to him for some, like, veteran leadership. So, you know. Yeah, I bet, that, he, I bet he's had a huge impact. Like, he's such a legend, man. Like, that yeah, was such a killer pickup. That would be – I think he, he might have some, you know, if he were to make some huge plays, that'd be incredible. Um I, I would hope that uh, real, you know, um, Dirty Dan Dan Sorensen. Um, mm, yes, he, he's come up huge in the in the playoff games. He made that critical punt stop against Houston. So, Absolutely. Uh, if if he can play well, that's amazing. Um, and then just uh, as long as the offense just sort of you know stays stays in their head and not let let the moment get too big for them yeah. i think they've got so many options on offense that it's just like as, as long as long as someone's catching the ball you know just keep throwing it to him um i'm really interested to see how the the tight end battle between i mean i i think that the nfl snubbed kelsey by giving kittle the <laughs> uh first team all pro but you know that's that's kelsey's chip Snub. on his shoulder to wear right for <laughs> sure no doubt um, you got anything else for? Yeah, so I mean, as, as far as that, I mean, are you worried about your offensive line maybe protecting all those weapons with Mahomes? I mean, like especially with Bosa, you know, that's, the Forty Niners. That's definitely a concern. I, I'm wondering what kind of uh, rush tips his brother gave him, you know, from playing the Chiefs so often. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think I, that's going to definitely be sort of an interesting battle. You know, from watching Mahomes this season, is if he's able to sort of extend that pocket and get out of there, him scrambling, I'd much rather have him scrambling and throwing out of the pocket than sometimes in the pocket. Uh-huh. Um, so it's definitely a concern. And, um, I mean, San Francisco is a solid, solid football team on all fronts. So, um, probably one of the better defenses they've played all year. So that's, that's going to be. Interesting, but it, it just sort of eggs the question of like when you're looking at the World Series, it's like, you know, if you have better pitching or better better hitting, who you know, right? Or out on top, who, um, who can steal signs the best? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? You're, you're the Astros, you know. Sheesh. <laughs> maybe maybe someone's wearing a buzzer, but right? Yeah, I mean, I so, think. I mean, 
I don't know. I, I'd be. I'm curious. Um, I'm. I'm not trying to overthink. Overthink the the game just so I don't get too too emotionally invested before it even starts. So well, that's the fun of it, man. <laughs> that's the that's part of the being a fan is you you've you waited all of your life you know to get back here you got you have you've invested all of that time before you can invest it now you know that's true that's true I mean I'm I'm you know ex- extremely <laughs> happy to see them and just it, what it does for the city of Kansas City is is crazy we're a very passionate sports sports town that's shared some similar uh, heartbreaking losses of other cities so. Yep. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great all time probably I'm hoping. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember when I pulled into Kansas City when I went to go see a Royals game, and then when I was passing on the highway, as I'm sure you're familiar, as you can see both stadiums when you come around yeah. that, you know, you you kind of yeah. open it up to the the open space, and you see both stadiums there That's and sweet. the parking lots, and like just the amount of tailgating that I know is invested there, and like just how passionate the fans are, especially because in the Midwest, like you have to have some sort of thick skin to you. You know, just from being in this area, as we are Ohioans, you know, and uh, as you are out there. So, I don't know. I I think it's definitely something that's just like a fan base. It's it's rewarding as a fan base that, you know, as a Browns fan, like I know how rewarding it would be for us to get there. Obviously, we would be extremely disappointed to lose. But um, the way that you guys have played all year and, and, you know, this is going to be a great game overall. And, uh, you know, with Mahomes and everything that we've talked about and you've mentioned, I think that. It should live up to the uh, expectations that I think. What is it? Minus one for the spread right now? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's a pretty close spread for a Super Bowl. I mean, Closest like it's, ever. it's two, it was minus two when I said that it? last week, and then okay. now it's even closer. That's what I thought. And remind me what the uh, the over is because I, I I feel like I've been reading like a lot. Of I thought I saw fifty five last that, time. That's, I that's feel like that's high. So, so I was gonna go back. I think it's to, low for those teams. I was personally. gonna. I was gonna go back to to asking about with the defense. You said as like kind of like a unit. With do you think this is gonna be a defensive game then? Um, I mean, I don't know. I I I, I have some sort of confidence after watching the past two playoff games that um. The Chiefs' offense can just score when they want to, um, and um, like you mentioned, like at, you know, SF has got you know a very very strong defensive unit, so um, it, it could get a little defensive. But I'm I'm hoping it's more of an offensive game because those are always more fun to watch. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have I have a feeling it's going to maybe edge towards more offense, though, and. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think that's sort of the way that I'm leaning towards it at the moment. For sure. Okay. Anything else here for Chase there, Dill? No, I, I, don't know. I think we're good right now. I've got top. Right. Got a lot. I'm taking. Do you think, Dill? Do you think? Do you think it's going to be defensive minded? Right. Or? I think it could be something where, like, all of a sudden, it just explodes to being like a forty point game, or like a, not like a forty point, game, but Jeez. like you know, both teams are scoring 30, 40 points or something. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking too. I also believe there's going to be some serious trickery in this game. These coaches yeah. have big yeah. playbooks. You know what I mean? Like, they, I think it's going to start slow, and then it's going to be like, you know what? Let's empty out the so old book here and see. Is, like, Andy might be just turning back the clock, throwing some crazy plays in there because he's not going to get another chance. Maybe. I mean, obviously with the homes, you'd think he would, but you never know. That's. I mean, that's 
as long as as long as Andy's pulling out the trickery but keeping the ball in Mahomes' hand, I'm cool with that. You know, like there there's some uh, there's some trickery things that he's done before where it's a weird sort of handoff. And, um, but I, I think I think as long as as long as it's the ball stays in Mahomes' hand, clearly he can do. You know, clearly it's it's always a game when it's in his hands. But like you said, I think Andy's going to pull out all the stops because. This this game for him is also huge, you know. Yes. He's like, yeah. Uh, you know whether or not it defines his legacy, I'll leave that up for the critics to discuss. I think he's an incredible coach, um, and definitely going to pull out all the stops, like you like you mentioned, Teach. Right. That's that's the one piece hovering above his head that haters have to chew on still. Once you yeah. once you remove that, it's no longer there. Right. And it's like you. What are you going to say? He had successful teams his whole time. He always had offensive, creative mind. You know, it, he always could find that. He'd always had. I mean, his coaching tree is ridiculous too. But so I mean, uh, the list goes right. on. Right. So I got one final one for you here. We've been going on here for a good old about twenty minutes. But uh, last question here for you: If the Chiefs win, how quickly is it going to take you to get to a like premier steakhouse and eat it with ketchup? And eat with ketchup? Yeah, like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> um, is it going to be a day, a week, within the evening? Is that like what you're doing immediately? No, that would probably be within like a, a day or a week. I think I think um, the booze will flow quicker. Right. Than the steak? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think almost anything, you know, there, there, there's this legendary place in Kansas City called the Pina, which has got some, in my opinion, the best wing, best buffalo wings okay. in, in the world. Oh. Um, the Pina? Uh, the Pina. That would probably be my first go-to spot, even though, like, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes, but... Um, no, you gotta get you gotta get the hometown favorite, but then yeah, you do a little celebratory dinner, get a nice you know, steak, put some Hunts ketchup on it there for old Patty. <laughs> Maybe I'll make sure to ship some steaks back with me. So. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chase, man, we really appreciate you being on. Go Chiefs, man. We really hope we can call you uh, maybe next week after a victory and talk about how you celebrated. Uh, that'd um, be awesome. We appreciate it, man. Thank you for being on. Good luck, man. Safe travels. Thanks, guys. Peace out, Chase. Thanks, Chase. Bye. See you, Chase. All right, everyone. We want to thank Chase Hodge again. Uh, he was live from New York City. You can find him on Instagram at chodge underscore six, so Roman numeral six, V-I. So C-H-O-D-G-E underscore V-I. Now is our buddy Chase Hodge. You know, really great conversation with him. Kind of stemming from that, boys. Let's go with some hot takes. I know I had a little bit of a hot take the last one there. With the ketchup on the steak and, you know, how quickly he's going to eat that. So, uh, give me your hot takes here going into the Super Bowl. Doge, I'll go to you first. Absolutely. So, first off, I was saying last week, Kittle being a better better tight end, having a better season than Travis Kelsey. Look for that in the Super Bowl. I'm predicting Kittle's going to have 30 more yards and one more touchdown than Kelsey in this game. So, mm. give that to the kit man. I think he's going to have that one. Hot sure. Take number one. Love it. Um, Dill, hot take. Hot take. Damian Williams will have three touchdowns. Wow. That's hot take. I love it. Hot take. 
At the end of the game, Patrick Mahomes will have a bucket of ketchup poured on him instead of Gatorade. Sponsored by Hunts. I love it. Doge, at you again. Absolutely. I'd say 49ers win. Lock it in. Guaranteed. Just because it's a hot take. Non-quarterback MVP. Wow, okay. I love it. Absolutely. Big deal. We've mentioned this before. Both coaches are going to have what we think will be a great performance. But Andy Reid will stand out from the first play through the end of the game, the final whistle, with a spectacular game plan. And we will see that true shine of that mustache. Hot take. Andy Reid will finish the game with more than one timeout. That's like a that's one of those like that's a hot that's take. a prop bet. Yeah, it would be, but you know that he's known for blowing all his timeouts. So I think he's it's, that's what I'm saying. Perfect game plan. He's going to end with some timeouts. All right, one more I think we got here from everybody. And then we'll go to a little bit of Jacko here. He's got a segment for us. Doge, one more, one or two more if you got a couple good ones. But a little rap, rapid fire hot takes here. What do you got? Regardless of outcome, Kyle Shanahan's a top five coach, if not top three coach, in the league already. No doubt. Brad from greatness, Mike Shanahan winning some Super Bowls uh, with Elway. He grew up with that. He knows the winning philosophy. Went from the worst record last year to 13-3 and three this year. So give him give him the key to greatness here. So he's he's an unbelievable coach, win or not. Bill? Last one for me. The Chiefs' defense will stun Jimmy G. I'm stem. Let me stem off of that. Let me just let me spice that. Let me throw a little hot peppers. Let me throw Sprinkle a little, little jalapeno on little that. Paprika. Jimmy G will have less than a hundred passing yards. Ooh. That's a Tannehill stat. Yeah, he had seventy-seven last week. Now that doesn't mean they're not going to run the ball quite a bit because they're going to. But I don't think Jimmy G is going to sling the rock. I don't. I don't see it. So I'm going. Hot take under 100 passing yards. For my final hot take, before we get to Jacko here, I just would like to say, I don't know if it's a hot take. It's more kind of like a pour one out, I guess. Like hot take, like I feel bad for everyone in Australia because they had to, they have to listen to Tessator and Booger call the Super Bowl. So we're blessed, you know, and graced with Aikman and Buck, and they have to just get Boog. Test for the biggest game of the year. So I just, eesh, terrible. That's a poor one out. That's a poor one out. There's nothing hot. More people trying to illegally stream the America, the American Super Bowl, than people actually trying to watch the Australian stream with with Boog and Tess. <laughs> yeah, there might just be no people watching the Australian stream. So, Everyone just going to the American stream now. What if they don't know what they're getting themselves into, though? Yeah, maybe they're just diving in and they're like, what is going on? They're like, oh, these guys are, I heard they're good. I think we got to spike it here, Boog. Right now, right now we got to spike it. Right now we have a, a fourth down, and what that means is they have one more down to, to advance the ball on offense with, before turning the ball. Oh, my God. Wow. What a play. I'm Joe Tessitore, and I talk like this. It's just like <laughs> the Chiefs could be blowing out the 49ers, and Tessitore would be like, 
And that's a catch by George Kittle, and they brought it to 19. Right, he's like, and they brought it back. <laughs> it's third and 12, 49ers. The 49ers are down 50 points. Can they come back? Find out after half. It's just like, Tess, shut up, man. And now we're back. All right, so either way. I feel bad for Australia. We're going to tune here to our good friend, Jack O'Brien, for a little bit of hot take. He's going to give us our perspective from San Francisco and, uh, you know, what that the vibe is out there and what to expect from old Patty Mahomes and, uh, you know, some stuff like that. So without further ado, Mr. Jack O'Brien. All right. Chef Jacko here. Uh, quick uh, rant from Seattle. I wish I could dial in, but I'm uh, out here searching for the best seafood. And, you know, sometimes that, uh, that calls for, uh, last minute maneuvers. Um, but I think I almost found it, but anyways, story for a different time. Um, couple things, you know, it is super bowl week. So we have a couple really important things to talk about. One, uh, San Francisco is my home, but hot take, I will not be rooting for the Niners. For multiple reasons, um, which I will get into. But Chef Jack formally is endorsing the Chiefs and their ketchup steak-eating quarterback. So there's two reasons for my endorsement. One, I don't like the Niners. I had a traumatic experience for the Browns-Niners Monday Night Football game. But more importantly, I want to show some respect and love for Patty Mahomes for putting steak or putting ketchup on his steak. Like, I feel like he gets a lot of bad... A lot of bad credit for this. Um, That's just completely false, and here's why. First of all, I think it was a quote from him that I'm going to pay like $100 for a steak. I'm going to eat it the way I want. That's fine. But two, like, I'm tired of this rap on tomato ketchup being not significant. Like, when we talk about flavor, when we talk about perfectly balanced flavor in umami, ketchup fucking covers... All the bases. Checks every box, folks. You have sweetness from the tomatoes. Oftentimes you have smokiness from the Worcestershire. You have a shit pile of salt. You even have some sour. So that's why people love ketchup. There's ketchup in a lot of shit that you didn't even know. So quit ripping on Patty Boy for loving ketchup on his steaks. So that's reason one that Chef Jacko is endorsing the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell a quick story about the Niners. First of all, stadium is in San Jose, which is like two hours from the city. It's like the Browns having a stadium in Columbus and calling themselves the Cleveland Browns. Like, fuck that. Second of all, their fan base sucks. I went there with Browns uniforms, of course, and I was verbally harassed, you know, many times. So granted, the Browns didn't do too well that game, but... You know, getting harassed the entire time. There's a family reunion of some guys in front of us that were all so drunk. Three of them were passed out the whole game. Um, Suddenly, one of them woke up in a violent rage. His name was Oval. That was his nickname. He looked like an oval. But he, uh, you know, confronted me and my buddy. It was very traumatic. We almost didn't make it out alive. Now, lastly, I thought it was all over. I was on the train after the horrific defeat from, you know, the Niners. Browns probably had three positive plays. And I was on the train back, because it's fucking two hours away. And I leaned my back up, you know, 
kind of against this pole, right? You know, stretch out the spinal cord, rest the back, take a little pressure off. And suddenly I feel these two hands push me like an old sled drill in the grade school YMCA football. And I turn around and there's this old woman about, well, not old, but kind of 50 years old, not very good looking, like definitely somebody's mom and me, but like not super old. And she's like, you are a pervert. How dare you try to sit on me? And I looked around and then all these Niner fans were looking at me trying to fucking, you know, whoa, man, you sicko, you like to sit on people? What the hell is that about, man? And I was like, well, I assure you, if I did like to sit on people, you would be the last person I'd sit on, you old hag. And that didn't make it uh, any better. Um, thankfully, there were some other Browns fans on the other side of the bus. And we let out a quick <laughs> to call for help. And uh, Browns fans came to the day and were able to neutralize the situation. But So just to put a bow on all that, Chef Jacko gives endorsement because, you know, Patty Holmes is a man. Plus my boy Chase Hodge is from KC. Um, also, show some respect for ketchup. It's umami. I uh, wish I could chat, boys. I love you. Love the pod. Keep it up and go Chiefs. All right, so that combo there was with Jack O'Brien on Instagram. You can find him at OB47. So O underscore B47. Um, and that is going to end our fourth quarter there. And we're going to bring it here to our buzzer beaters. We're going to wrap up the show. So, Big Dilly. I'm going to give it to you first. End this great podcast here with a buzzer beater. What do you got? All right. So I want to set a goal. This is something to move forward. And this we kind of started the podcast off with this. And I want to end on a happy note. Kind yeah. of began on a sombering note. Very humbling note. Yeah, unfortunately. So there's a goal of mine that I want to set as far as reaching amount of sporting events in different venues this year. Sure. So I love going to, you know, sports teams of, you know, that I'm a fan, you know, part of a fan base. Right, of course. Who doesn't? My fanhood. Who doesn't? Not selling it. Not selling my fanhood. Nope. But I want to get out. I want to enjoy other fanhoods. I want to enjoy what they experience. You know, like him talking about, like, the Chiefs and, like, their games. And um, I went to a Royals, you know, in Tampa game. And, you know, a lot of times when I visit, visit, um, or other teams is right my team's the visiting team correct so with that i think that you know putting maybe seeing 10 different venues by the end of the year wow. like i mean they don't have to be like all large monday night games no, in sure. seattle or like right. i know that's one thing i talked about but right uh you know just all the games um no, i'm looking sure. i mean i've just been looking at the lightning schedule you know, my team, obviously, but just thinking about like going to a game in the garden. I know that's something you've been wanting to do, and like, sure, I've done that. The tickets for that Bruins game, game yeah. were a little, little, eh. yeah, that's yeah. So, anyway, that that's just my goal. I, I think that it's good to get out and experience new things, travel. I love traveling, sure, certainly. experiencing those areas and kind of seeing uh, what's home. And you also, at that, at that time, you also get to experience the fact that. When you come home, you enjoy what you enjoy. Right. You and you have your, your home. Your you know? home team and your, yeah, right. Your norms or whatever you want to, you know, your usual. Get out mm. and do something. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Go out. Set a goal. Accomplish it. Yeah. For old Kobe. He'd want you to. No doubt. Um, all right. 
my buzzer beater here. Um, I'm excited, man. FC Cincinnati, first preseason game tomorrow against Sporting KZ. KZ. KC. Jeez. So Chase Hodge, uh, he might be at the game there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's going to be in New York for the rest of the week, but he'll be in at the Super Bowl this weekend. So, um, no, we're taking on Chase's team there, Sporting Kansas City. And uh, Ron Yon's very excited about everything, very excited about the roster. So I actually can't wait to watch this game. I really want to see what we look like with some new players and guys that they've brought in and fostered in. So really, really looking forward to that. Um, Doge, ball's in your court, man. you got to end the show. What do we got? Keeping it in Cincinnati, Teach. Another big signing by the Reds, bringing on Nick Castellanos. So unreal signing, uh, adding another good spot to the team. You know, we love Senzel, but now the rumors are saying that yep. he could be included in a trade that could potentially bring Lindor to the team. And I mean, love you, Senzel, but that would be something unbelievable. I would drive him to the airport or just drive him straight oh. up 71 to Cleveland if that meant that we were bringing Lindor. Hey, don't spare yourself some time. I'll meet you halfway. I'll take him up to Columbus. Yeah. You drive you down go. to Columbus. Pick him up. There you go. <laughs> take him up there. Yeah. And I'll pick up Lindor while we're at it. We'll just do a little exchange. Yeah, do a swap. Absolutely. Right. This so, is beautiful. Another upgrade in the roster there. Really enjoying it. So looking forward to see what this Reds team has to offer in 2020. Absolutely. So, hey, man, I can't wait. We look, that was like the last big free agent available on the market. So I'm glad we got him. I know the Cubs are peeping him too. So Good swoop. Just exciting stuff for sure, no doubt. I know he can play outfield and infield too so that's something that's really exciting a lot of our players are kind of like that right now where you can move them around in different spots so maybe we'll just keep everybody and shuffle everybody around or whatever but i'm pumped for the reds pumped for fcc pumped for the super bowl pumped for what we've got in store for you guys the rest of this year big news coming soon hopefully t-shirts coming soon ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening dylan thank you for being on absolutely t it was a great pod no doubt. Ready to go. Doge, thank you for being on as well, all the way from Cleveland. Of course, man. It's always a pleasure. Thank you to Jacko. Thank you to Chase. Thank you again, everyone. This is The Clubhouse. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Clubhouse. I'm your host, Tej Butler.